Good afternoon. It is September 4th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? You are a traveler. You like going out and about. You are also someone that does not have children. There is an option that is going to be kicking in in Europe. There is an airline out there that is going to be introducing limited flights, but a adults-only section. No children under 16 will be allowed to sit there. Would this be something uh, that you'd be interested in taking advantage of? Wait, no kids somewhere? This is like a bar? This is like all adults? Uh, I guess, yeah. It's, it's a plane, uh, and, you know, it, it, it's a plane. So a, a section, it's, you, it's, it's, they said it's cornered off with walls and uh, curtains. You, you know, the more I get categorized as this uh, not-so-interested person in, in kids the, the more i realize that it's it's not just kids i don't like it's actually generally most people it, it's it's not a uh, age selective and so I, i'm not sure if this is necessarily on the target market for this but it, it's intriguing uh, that 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 is the target I, I i do feel like i i become the third wheel very frequently with a lot of my friends and that's that's fine they've made their decisions i've made mine but uh i i suppose this is an alternative that should be targeted towards us and maybe it's not still i i, I don't know are you into this I don't think that it would really work. It almost seems the way there used to be uh, smoking sections and non-smoking sections in, in restaurants, or I believe, you know, way back in the day, they had it on planes where even if you, there, there's the curtain and you can't see the child that's sitting in the, the section behind you, I got to imagine you're still going to, you're still going to hear it. So I don't think this really works so much. Uh, the increase in price, it was a hundred euros more. So it wasn't a very simple uh, upcharge. The uh, actually the interesting part in the article, it wasn't so much focused on the adults with without the children. It was with uh, the, the parents saying, if you know people have an option that they can play pay a premium to not have to deal with kids, maybe you'll be a little bit less stressed if your kids, you know, not handling the flight so well because you know, hey, you could have paid extra to not have to deal with this and i didn't really think about that angle at all when i saw the headline paying extra to avoid it i it doesn't seem this is never going to sound it doesn't seem a little backwards shouldn't they be paying more for, for my inconvenience rather than me paying for theirs like it's it that's a that's an interesting you know interesting you, way of well, thinking about k- it kids are double all right you, they're, they're times two did i just fix all this is that is that better than this I don't think we're going to make a lot of friends with parents doing that, but I, I see the angle you're coming from. I know a lot of times uh, in the economics classes, they talk about externalities, and one of the situations to how, how you overcome it is to just pay up. And this is like a, a, a great uh, observation that you've made that that would make the most sense of, okay, I have to deal with a screaming child, so if I were paid that like a certain number, that would make it so it'd be even, but just our society, there, there's no way that that would happen. No, no. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no hope of, of this logic. <laughs> it's, it's not great. It's, it's certainly something to, to think about. I, I'm not going to get in any, any bigger of a hole than I probably already am right now. So how about we move on to sports, our far more Boom. comfortable topic here, happen. which we have a lot to get to. We've got FIBA USA basketball, which uh, newsflash not going so well right now. We, we actually have reason to talk about that and we're going to open with that and then i'm going to give zach a little little college football rundown because it was actually an exciting week and there are some ridiculous storylines from this past week 
And then we're going to close out with our final divisions that we haven't done. Uh, we have the NFC and AFC North and the AFC NFC East left, as well as our Pickums. Uh, this is your last chance to join. I believe Zach shared the link on our Facebook page. Uh, everything kicks off on Thursday, so this is, I suppose, our, our last notice for you to join before Thursday if you wanted to. Uh, just check out the Facebook page, Little of Column A, Little of Column B, as well as uh, it's everywhere else, right? It's on it's on your social media, your your X, your Twitter. What, what do we? I don't even know what we're calling it, but that that thing that people used to do tweeting on. Uh, you have an account. What what's your name? Wicked Z Man Twenty Four. Uh, so go ahead and follow us on there and, and join the league and see if you can keep up with our picks. Now I I encourage you uh, to make your picks every week uh, just to be a little bit more competitive. Uh, it, maybe before you listen to it to our picks, it, it's it's quite the advantage to know what someone else is going to do, and I think it's it's all a fair game. You know, it's a gentleman's game. Is, is that fair? Is it a gentleman's game? Always, always. All, all the games that I play, they're always they're always gentlemen gentlemen's games. You play with the the utmost honor. Well, speaking of honor, I give Lithuania a ton of credit for showing up with a ton of honor, and not only that, just excellent shooting overall in the opening FIBA round. They managed to beat Team USA 110 to 104. I knew this team was going to out-rebound us. I'm not shocked by that. Our team isn't exactly designed to be excellent rebounders. I think we have good flexibility, and it's not shocking that we didn't rebound well. What I didn't think was going to happen was I didn't think this team was going to outscore us, which is far more the reality. Was they Not only were they a little bit bigger and a little bit more physical than us, they straight up had a better offense. I have been critical, and I think we, we had a little clip the previous weeks about the starting lineup, maybe starting off a little slow and getting bailed out by a little bit more team coordinated bench. This time it didn't happen. And I, I, I know it's like, Oh, well the bench did show up. It's like, well, the bench has kind of been bailing out the starters for a couple games right now. So who are we really blaming? I, do you, do you think it's a little bit more of the starters, a little bit more of the bench, or is this a, an overall problem right now? It, it, it's more on the starters, but I mean, it's everybody's fault. The, 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 you mentioned the the excellent excellent shooting from Lithuania. It even goes beyond that. They started nine for nine from three. That that's awesome. But I don't think that it was ridiculous shot making. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy, but there was one ridiculous shot where uh, Anthony Edwards kind of almost strips him, and then right in his face, shot clock going down, he just heaves it up and and, and it goes in. But most of them were just. They were moving the ball around, and they were finding holes in our in our defense. And you don't expect them to go nine for nine, but it, it wasn't just ridiculous shot after shot after shot. And I, that that's that's an issue as well as they were getting so many uh, rebounds. You had warned me about it uh, ahead of time, and finally we went down. And this time we didn't just go down by six or ten points. We went down by twenty points. And then by the time we got our act together in the third quarter, the the, the hole was too deep and then you just don't have the have the energy. So we just can't keep letting and getting ourselves into these holes because now it's no longer a uh, uh round robin or whatever the all these rounds it's a little bit confusing. It's it, if you lose you're done. You go home. I think the offense is easy to be critical of. We didn't make shots and it's Kind of simple as that. I, I don't even really have much of an issue with the shots we were taking. We just didn't make them. You know, Anthony Edwards ends up with 35 right now. He's taking too many threes. Is, is that it, or can he just not make the open three? I, if you notice his jump shot, he has two different jump shots. He has his spot-up shot, which is kind of like the, the Jimmy Butler no-jump free-throw three, and then he has, like, his aggressive off-the-dribble ju- jump shot, which he jumps, like, 
three feet in the air and makes that like way more often. How, how do I get him more excited on these open shots versus I feel like he's so relaxed and he, he just doesn't stroke it quite the same. It's, it's a flaw, though, because I think our offense is running to the point where they're getting him open shots, and he's really not delivering. He's he's way better off the dribble, and that's kind of how he got a lot of his 35 points. It wasn't really within an offense, and that is the, the flaw of putting this many guys together is you have to make a decision once you're losing of are we going to just let one guy go with it with the hot hand and get us back into this, or are we going to try to fix the offense that has not been working for two quarters right now because that's that's the way the other team's playing, and that's the way the other teams in the world are going to continue to play is together they killed us in the pick and roll way better passing than us I I, I think if, even after pointing out all of the flaws in the offense the biggest problem is we gave 110 points the, these other teams don't have the offensive superstars we have we should be able to stop these guys is is that not I, I think the bigger uh, headline? I think 100 I think 110 was I think it was the most all-time given up by a USA team in international competition we're just no stops like down the stretch we got it within four, and it was at the you need to stop, or you're not going to win this game, and could not get could not get the job done. I thought they did a very good job finding the mismatch. It felt like they knew where the undersized guy was getting hammered down low, and they they, they let you body guys a little bit more, which you would think would benefit the younger guy, but it, it feels like routinely benefits the bigger bully. And they they found us every single time, whether it was Mikhail Bridges or Reeves in the post, they found him. Oh, Reeves. Reeves got absolutely manhandled. He has been the, the 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 darling of the of the tournament, and I don't know what they saw ahead of time. But when he was in there, he he was okay on offense, but on defense, they just <laughs> brought him down into the post and just abused him every every time. They had to take him out. I do think the new claim to fame has put a target on his back that's maybe properly earned, but maybe he's viewed as un properly won like he does he, maybe other players don't feel he's earned that credit quite yet so I I, I think that's going to be there's a lot more of that coming I think he, he's got a lot more attention coming his way uh, but but that being said he you said he didn't play very well and, and I don't think he did either I don't think Halliburton had his best game either but the past couple games when those two were cooking I thought that was the best our offense and our team looked and immediately even in this game when they came off the bench I thought we looked better so at what point do you think we're going to make an adjustment to this lineup, or is this just the way it is and we hope the starting lineup eventually gets going and the bench doesn't have a game like this again because they honestly haven't? We're going to, we're going to have to do something, and it's weird because, as we've been saying, the bench has been playing better than the starters, but usually when a team, when you have a good team, there's a reason that the starters are there because they're the best and they play the most minutes. I'm looking at the at the minutes. Almost everybody on the team played at least ten minutes. Everybody played over ten minutes except for uh, Walker Kessler, and he played six. That seems like you know we don't really know who our best players are, and we're kind of playing like a little bit of everybody. It, it should be like you have the the elite guys, and you got you guys off the bench, and you got the guys that aren't going to come off the bench. So I think that that's got to get tightened up. And maybe it was because we, we didn't have to win. And there was some talk that maybe we were better off going against Italy uh, with this loss rather than I think we would have gone against uh, against Serbia. But it's like we should be winning all of these. But, well, you know, are we, look at the we box are, score. We're Team and, USA, right? Like, what, what, yeah, right, what exactly. does that mean? It, like, yeah. we're, we're supposed we should, to be head and shoulders above everyone. We The reason... Like, our lineups are even talked about. Is like, oh, look at all these guys. All of these guys are from the NBA. Like, every single one of the players on our team is on is in the rotation. It isn't just, like, on a roster. They are 
key players in the National Basketball Association, something that every other team is. We recognize a few names, and that's it. We are supposed we aren't supposed to strategically be doing anything in the tournament. We're supposed to be dominating. Like like end of story. So we're 14, 14 point favorites going into that game. So even the oh yeah, we're going against Lithuania and you thought that they were gonna be they could be dangerous, still the the, the, the experts, you know, setting the line said this is still gonna be a double digit victory for the Americans, and that did not happen. Somebody lost some money that, that morning. <laughs> I'm sure that happened. Uh other other news across the board here. I I just if we aren't going to play defense or if teams are going to shoot like they did like Lithuania did, I I think Canada has a chance. I think Germany has a chance. I think Luke has got. A, I think all these guys have a chance to eventually outscore us at, in some way or form. So we we just need to show up and play defense. I don't care about the offense. There, there's enough guys on here that I think they'll eventually figure it out. There's enough rotations and guys that have gotten play that it, somebody will eventually get hot. Somebody will get in rhythm. I'm not sure if we've found like who do you think the best player on this team is right now? We don't know, right? It, it it's it it it's at least the way that they're playing, they're saying that Anthony Edwards is the best player. If if you're looking at the the, the breakdown, he took twenty six shots. The next closest guy, uh Brunson, took ten shots. He took ten more three pointers than the next closest person. I think that he might be the best. I think that we've been trying to kind of push him into that position, but this is more of like LeBron. Like, all right, this guy is way better for like for sure, absolutely. And I don't know, I don't know if that's the case. And I think if we're relying on him for to this level, I think especially with so many guys playing so many minutes, it's got to be distributed uh, a little more evenly. This team has to play defense so that they can run. I think we're unstoppable on the run and. We didn't have a lot of fast breaking, as well as we gave up a ton that's of offensive rebounds. That's because we were rebounds. taking the ball out of the hoop every time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. You got to play but, defense, and you got to—you can't give up offensive rebounds either. You have to end the defensive possession. You can't just get a stop and give up an, a rebound. It, it, it killed it. They had seven offensive rebounds, I think, in the first quarter. It oh, and it, it it was bad. It was, it was so frustrating because I I get the, that is not the strength of this team, but offensive rebound it just it just seems so much. A, it's it's an effort. Of just you have to maintain your focus and like you said, finish the defensive possession. Ball goes up, you find your man, you get in front of him, and you make sure that he doesn't get the ball, and then you get to go play offense. And I think there was just a lack of focus of oh, cool, shot goes up. All right, now it's time for us to uh, be on offense, and th that's not the case. And it killed us down the stretch where you did get a stop, but then they got the you know an offensive rebound, and then they'd score where you you're so close, and. Of course, we're going to be better on out on the break. We have the, like you said, everybody on our team is in the NBA. Bigger, stronger, faster. That's just the way it is. So, you know, if we can get more possessions, if we can get out on the run, it's going to be to our advantage, but you've got to get those stops. I'm not worried about us going forward, but I do think there's a formula to defeating us that I think there's at least three other countries capable of doing. And that is a very, very big wake-up call immediately. Like, they, this should be... Check out... Uh... Check check the schedule because uh, the the game is uh, tomorrow Tuesday at eight thirty, so pay pay attention. Yeah, this this could this could all happen quick. I'm I'm not I don't think Italy is quite the. I, I'm not anticipating an upset with Italy, but I think I think anything's possible right now. If we're gonna have a performance like we just had, I think other teams could have performances similar to what Lithuania just did, and that's just a that's a big wake up call. 
Uh, speaking of wake-up call, is there a louder wake-up call than Deion Sanders in college football right now? And oh boy, and what happened over this past? I mean, what was the past ten days? When when was the surgery before all of this? Like this is this. I'm not even a huge college football fan, but how can you not enjoy primetime Deion doing the most unheard of uh, surgery just so he could continue to coach this game and then having a successful, dominant, incredible two way performance by the Hunter guy? I, uh, let, let's rewind though. Where, where, let's start. Where where is Deion Sanders last week before this TCU matchup? Well, he's at he's at Colorado now, and they had a bunch of they had the second no they had the most transfers. And when he came in, he definitely ruffled some feathers when he told the guys around the team that just was pretty blunt and said, "You guys might not fit this system, and you're going to have to go somewhere else." And that's exactly what he did. His son is the quarterback. He was out there slinging it around. He looked awesome. And yeah, you mentioned uh, uh, Travis Hunter. Kid's got. 11 receptions and has an interception. This just doesn't happen. This like at the high school level, you know, lower levels for sure, but not not in college. The interception was sick. It was so such a good read. It was all over. It was it was like he knew the play was coming and just read it perfectly. There's no other way you could have gotten a jump like that. Uh impressive and then to have a bigger deep ball catch later in the game to kind of seal it and set them all up. That was that was a hell of a performance. But I, I was talking about he what did he chop off a couple toes or whatever before all this? Uh Travis Hunter? No, Dion. Did he lose like two toes that last week? Uh I knew he had the blood clots earlier, but I didn't hear about anything more recently. I believe he chose to amputate two toes because the the other procedures was gonna make him miss more parts of the more games of the season. And he said, Whatever, I oh. don't need him. Oh no, I did not hear that. Yeah, so he was playing. He he's missing like two toes right now, and he coached this past weekend, and and that result happened, and and he's he's going forward. He's, it's this is whatever. I suppose he's athletically done with it, but I I'm sure there's a there's there's a reason we have these, and I don't think he just removed them. I, it's I I don't yeah I I believe that happened. I I'm not the college football expert here. I thought this was the story you were going to be leading with because how insane is that? That is absolutely insane. I, I, are you look I, you. I don't know what I'll do with the research myself right now or, or mistrust the social media nonsense that I saw that on, but I, I thought for sure you had heard of that. Uh, the, I yeah, the, two, yeah, two, yeah, he's had eight surgeries uh, within a month and had two toes amputated, and there's, like, concern that he could lose a foot or a leg from blood clots. And that team still showed wow. up and played their ass off and upset TCU, a very respectable football program. <laughs> And, and they were in the championship last year and, and shook the world. So I'm, I'm, I'm in on, yeah, I'm in they on were, uh, 20, uh, uh, I think it was 22. It was between 20 and 22 point underdogs. So this was a legitimate upset. This is not, uh, you know, no, no one believed in us. And it's like, what are you talking about? Everybody believed in you. You were, you know, a two touchdown favorite. Nope. You're a three touchdown underdog. You are not expected to win. So that is, that is a huge win. It was a very exciting game. And, I I wasn't really buying into the hype so much, but I, I think I think I kind of have to now. Yeah, I, I'll be curious to see just what it goes on. E either way, it's like is he gonna have to give up a limb for every win like this? Like how how many wins oh, to boy. beat Al how many limbs to beat Alabama? Right? What do what do you give it? Is that a whole leg? Is that a whole right hand? What what is Yikes. what is that equivalent? 
Uh, either way, happy story. I think the odds promoting the sport better than anyone does. And he doesn't care. He just wants to win and he's going to be himself every way he can be. Uh, any, any other college football stories you want to run through? Yeah. So uh, I just got some other things just to, to mention. That was definitely uh, one of the, one of the biggest headlines. Uh, but we also got uh, Notre Dame one. They, uh, they blew out uh, Tennessee state. Uh, the PAC 12, has fallen apart with the, all the teams leaving, but they there is still a Pac-12 this year, and they are undefeated. So just kind of kind of weird there. Uh, Stanford, Cal, and SMU have left their conferences, and they will be joining the ACC in the future. So realignment uh, c- continues, and then uh, kind of on the you know a bad situation from last year that's you know trying to you know, recover now. The uh, Virginia team retook the field they had to cancel the the last games from their season last year after uh three of the football players were, were murdered by another student and there were others that that were injured one of them was uh mike hollins and he was able to uh he was able to come back and to play so not great from uh from last year but just a kind of moving forward they didn't win the game but i think even the coach mentioned something along the lines of it was just it was just a win just to be able to be out there playing and just hoping that you know football and kind of move past that you know that that tragedy from last year never easy i'm not sure how you're ever supposed to move on from that there's a there's a routine in sports that when something like that happens it's like how do you go back to the routine cuz cuz that's that's the routine that's what we do I, I, I that's a that's a challenge yeah certainly an, an uphill battle but what do you, what do you got to do you got to you got to go forward you got you got got to keep going. Uh, we still we still love football. We still love the sport, and it's not just the collegiate level. It's definitely the professional level. Speaking of the professional level, let's break down some divisions. We got a lot left, and we still got to do some NFL pickums at the end here. So let's uh, let's get going with the NFC North first. I I don't know. I don't think any of these were certainly easy. And I, and I look at some of these divisions, and if I am like if I'm <laughs> Like, if I'm in, like, the AFC North, and I'm looking at the NFC North, and I'm like, all right, I got to deal with, you know, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh, and the Bears get to deal with the Packers, the Vikings, and Detroit. Like, this, there's just, talk about conference realignment. There, there's some unfairness going across the board of these divisions. I don't think any of the, anyone in this division is a threat to anyone else, but somebody has to win, and Detroit seems to be the nomination of the of the country right now, running away with whatever nonsense end of the year they had i i think that they have some talent i i don't know if they've necessarily improved i thought they had a really insane running game last year and they they chose to not hold on to swift and they chose to draft someone else so in theory that could be an upgrade in theory that could be you got a rookie now instead of somebody who knew what they were doing last year the the defense isn't great it could be it didn't make you know the only reason i think i have them at one it's because I don't know what their defense needs to stop. Like, it needs to stop Minnesota. It needs to stop Chicago. It needs to stop Green Bay. Like, they have to, they have to play all these teams in this division. They may lose every other game outside this division, and that may be true across every everyone else on this board in this division. But I, I'm i settling with Detroit at one, and I don't feel great about it. Did you, did you come up with another reason to not give it to Detroit? Or, like, or did you fall in line with everyone else like I did? I have to give it to Detroit. But it's more of a... It fell to them more than I think that they're just jumping up to grab it. Uh, have, have had a lot of rough years in Detroit. But I think with Jared Goff, not going to blow you away, but also not going to not gonna kill you. And just more, 
I think that uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings just had so much luck last year. And I just think over time that evens out. And so there's a chance that they are almost just a mirror image of what they were last year, where rather than it being, hey, this is, a, this is this team's got the best records. They have the worst record, or maybe not the worst, but you know, one of the worst records, but they're in every game. And then just, you know, a doink here, uh, you know, a miscue somewhere else. I think that they're just going to kind of, uh, uh, the, the, just the luck's going to run out. Uh, Jordan Love, you know, Green Bay for after years doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, doesn't have Brett Favre. So finally, someone else just has a chance, and then I just think that uh, Fields in the in the Bears, the, the offense will be a little bit better than last year. I think he'll definitely make some uh, strides forward, but uh, I, I think the Chicago defense is just so bad that even if the offense is better, it, it's not going to help them. So it just kind of falls to Detroit is the is, is the best option out of out of those teams. Yeah, out of all of the teams too, I think. I think Minnesota actually got better. I think Chicago got better. I think Detroit, in theory, didn't get worse. Like, they replaced the guys they lost. I just don't know if I necessarily would have went with that. But if you were trying to build something for the future, perhaps this is a great way to go. I just – it's it's an interesting decision. It's such a wide-open division that I almost feel like I would have been better off holding on to veterans rather than going young. But constantly with contracts all the time, it's like you can't afford anybody and you just draft another one, and that's, that's what they chose to do. Uh, I'll ask you this, though. I think Justin Jefferson is kind of head and shoulders the the best receiver across the board in this division. Uh, would you have who would you have it to? I think I think it's Amon St. Brown in Detroit. I, I thought he had a great year, and I think I expect nothing but good things from him this year. But there's there's not a lot, not a lot of receiving cores going on at, at anyone in this division, let alone the quarterbacks here. It's it's a short list, and and I think just having that for them, I think, will be helpful. I think the reason I actually have Minnesota at two is because they have Hawkinson and they have Justin Jefferson. I mean, look, what offense is going to outscore these guys? Like, the Bears are going to outscore Minnesota. Green Bay is going to outscore Minnesota. It, Brian Flores is going to be an immediate improvement on this defense, of which, again, how good does this defense need to be? It has to stop the Bears. It has to stop the Packers. It has to stop the Lions. How, how, how good does the defense need to be to finish second in this division? I don't think it has to be anything spectacular, and I think I trust their quarterback in the – not so fun Kirk Cousins more than I do Justin Jefferson or Jordan Love so I went with Minnesota at two I could be completely wrong they could totally finish last I think there's a chance that they could win this division but we're not we're not trying to look at it in every single angle here so I'm, I'm gonna stick with them at two and tell me I'm wrong <laughs> yeah I, I gotta I gotta go go with the Vikings even if even if they revert with some of that luck, I just still think it, they're, they're going to be better than he's not, not officially a rookie, but you know, basically brand new Jordan love. We're not really sure what he's going to have. And I just, it, it might be silly, but I just don't think that you can just get a third generational football quarterback. I just, you, you had Brett Favre, you had uh, Aaron Rodgers. You just don't get a third one. I just, I just don't think it's going to, it's going to work out. And that's really has nothing to do with Jordan love. It's just like history. And so it's probably not the smartest, but that's what I got to go with. Hey, look, Rodgers was in great last year. All right, so Ro let's just say that. Ro Rodgers was not good last year. But, but you're immediately assuming that Jordan Love is going to be better with, with even less less of the weapons they had last year. So I, I have Green Bay at four. I have Chicago at three. I thought Chicago did everything they could, but it's still not nearly enough. Uh, I, but I don't hate. I don't hate adding DJ Moore. I, I don't hate Claypool. I thought he was pretty sneaky of a, of a pickup here. And 
I, I just think Fields is a better quarterback than Jordan Love today, and even if he doesn't throw the ball, which he might not even be able to, he'll be able to run and scramble a lot better than I think anything the Packers are going to be able to do. So I got Green Bay last, and I got Chicago at three. Uh, how, how did yours fall out? Green Bay at three and Chicago at four. I mean, sure. I mean, love. Like, do you think love's going to be good? No, not like not at all, right? No, but like I said, it has purely to do that the two quarterbacks ahead of him were all-time guys, and nothing that I've really seen from him. But I maybe maybe that'll change. But it, it's tough being being the new guy. Big shoes to fill. Not a very strong division. Not, nothing overwhelming. Like I like I don't have high expectations for Detroit other than possibly winning this division. Like, is, is that not their season? Yeah, I, I can agree with that. They're not going to win a playoff game is, is really what I'm saying. But, you know, good for them. They're not going to finish last, and they, they could have something to be excited about. All right, moving on. NFC East. I look at all these teams, and I'm like, why? one of these teams could be in that other division. They would win immediately. I think even the Washington football team or commanders or whatever they're going to end up being is uh, – it probably could win that division. I think that, that they have enough on here. I don't know if I trust Sam Howell entirely, but – you know, like I said, I don't trust Justin Fields. I don't trust Jordan Love. I, I'm not. I'm not shocked by if Goff uh, isn't anything spectacular again. Um, and I don't hate uh, the running back situation with Gibson and Brian Robinson. I, I think there's a huge question mark with Chase Young. All that being said, I do still have them finishing last in the division. I think it's kind of a no-brainer with the talent on the Philadelphia roster that they just—they're just good. I, I, I think everybody in this division is actually pretty good. I think all of them have very solid defenses. I, I think offensively, I trust Philadelphia more than anyone else here. But d- defensively, everybody's pretty strong. The Cowboys signed Stephon Gilmore. I don't think that's nothing. They still have Micah Parsons, who could easily shift a game on his own. And the Giants getting Darren Waller, I think, is, is certainly exciting. They didn't lose Saquon, but I don't have very high expectations for Daniel Jones. I think we both were a bit skeptical of them the entire year last year, of just being like, I, I don't even know if this team's good. Like, I... I think it's hilarious that they had to sign Daniel Jones to this massive contract because they had success last year and that now they're stuck with him. I, I don't I don't think that they're going to have that great of a year. Uh, I got Philly one. I got Cowboys two, Giants three, and I got the Washington. Are they going to be the commanders? Are they going to be the football team? Do you, What are they? I don't even know what their name is right now. Yeah, they're the commanders. No, they didn't get the trademark for it. They're going to have to rechange the name again. It wasn't available. I don't think so. They're gonna have to change. What do you the name mean it again. wasn't? What do you mean it wasn't available? That was their name all last year. It, I'm look look it up. Right, all right, am I breaking news? Just left it right here. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, they're. they're I've na- heard that because I heard that there might the name might change because the new ownership. So new owner, he, he might want to change it, and it's still brand new. So if you're gonna do it, you do it right away. But I can't. I I can't imagine it's a, it's a trademark issue because what when you've had to get the trademark before you named the team last year. I'm, I, dude. I'm not running this organization. All right. I, I'm just reporting what I read. All right. I, I didn't. I didn't make this decision. I'm with you. This sounds ridiculous. I don't know how you could ever fall into all of this, but I'm telling you, I read something that said exactly what I just said. That they may change the name because apparently the commanders is is, is claimed by someone else already. That is apparently woke up this this year and had a problem with it. I I don't even know if that's entirely true. This is all. I get all my news from social media. This is the worst part about all of this. Is this. This is supposed to be the side tidbit that I just have to plug in here and you confirm. You're normally much better at confirming all this. Uh, all right, so I, I got Philly at one. I think Hurts, Swift, A.J. Brown, solid defense. They won last year. That's that's 
that's a lot good going for them. Do you have the Cowboys over them? No, I have the it's the exact same order that that you have. The the Eagles are legitimately good where when you were talking about the uh, the NFC North, it's just kind of a well one of these teams and the Eagles are legitimately good. I think they're going to make a, a another run. Uh Hurts is is the real deal. He is a bunch of fun to watch. I don't trust Dak Prescott. He goes in the the Kyler Murray section of I think he's good. Yeah, no, he's good. Like I know the name. He's all over. He's everywhere. It's just I'm not getting tricked again by him. So he's out. Uh, I think that the, the the Giants are not going to be as successful as they were last year. They didn't have nearly the luck that the Vikings had, but I think a lot of it was uh, smoke and mirrors. I think I was pretty pretty clear on that throughout the throughout the season. Uh, so yeah, just less successful than last year. And then the Commanders. Their main thing is to find out is Sam Howell is he the guy or is he not the guy? And if he's if he's the guy, cool. And then if not, you tank and you try again to find the guy. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a theory, there's a possibility where Washington's not that bad though. I mean, I think McLaurin and Dotson, Gibson and Brian Robinson. There's there's worse offenses to, to have around you. Like there's 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 team in the AFC in the NFC North that are begging for just one of those guys. Uh, all right, I didn't ask you this at the last division. Uh, maybe we could just combine or give me your favorite of the two. Uh, any any fantasy advice uh, between the NFC North and the NFC East? Yes, I have one for each. For the NFC North, Fields, great mid-round QB. If you missed out on you know the, the elite guys, Joe Burrow, uh, Mahomes, Josh Allen – and you really uh, bolstered it and maybe got Kelsey in the first and you really wanted to get some, some running backs and wide receivers. And then you're in the mid round, you still need a quarterback. He just, he runs so much and that is just where you get so many points. And so you're, it might not be glowing reviews because he's not going to be the traditional through for 300 and something yards, but maybe he ran for 150 and the running yards are worth way more. So if I get Justin Fields in the mid rounds, I am, I, I am, I'm happy with that. And then for the NFC East, Eagles, man, just loaded. That offense is amazing. So A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Swift, Goddard, obviously Hurts right at the top. Grab as many of those guys as you can, and you're, you're going to be successful. I would, I, would, I would be a little skeptical of going all out on every single Eagle. I, I still think all the other three teams in this division that the Eagles are going to have to play twice – have solid defenses. I, I do think that they have a head and shoulders better offense than everyone else, but I, I wouldn't sleep on, on the defenses. Uh, uh, on even New York and even Washington have, have solid defenses that have a decent pass rush that, that could slow down even a Philly offense. Uh, I, I definitely trust them more, but I, I wouldn't I would be I would be careful with, with going all out on every single eagle. It, it would be my off, my my recommendation. I I'm gonna ask you a question. What's your Scott Pollard stock right now? Are you are you are we in? Are we in on, on the Cowboys? Not really. I, I think the Eagles are gonna run away with this one. Yeah, I'm I'm I have C D Lamb. I don't think you'll be upset with that. Everyone's making a bigger deal like Brandon Cooks is this massive signing. I think if I were to pick a guy on the Cowboys that I I think I'd find good value in, I I really like Matt. I've always liked Michael Gallup. I I feel like he kind of falls and is just a way more digestible of a price with the ups and downs of the Cowboys every year uh, for NFC North. I, I I'm in on TJ Hawkinson. I, I think that they're going to have to throw it to someone. I think Jefferson's going to be spreading them out. I think Hawkinson can do a lot of other damage 
kind of uh, in between the tackles there, and we'll just have some fun with him. I don't know. I, I got to throw it to someone. Someone's going to have to catch the ball in all this. Uh, I mentioned Amon St. Brown. I, I wouldn't sleep on him. I think he's totally worth that early pick if you're worried about just saying, I generally don't ever draft a Detroit person this early. Uh, don't don't be so shy about that. I think I'd, I could comfortably do that. I, I, Chicago, sure. If you want to do fields, that's fine. I, would you touch anybody on Green Bay? I just want to go back real quick. Because you asked if I was in on Scott Pollard, and we had this confusion last week. Oh, my God, I saw Scott Pollard. Yeah, it's it's, it's Tony Pollard is the running back. Scott Pollard was the goofy NBA player from, like, a decade-plus ago. It's just, like, you ran it past me, you asked if I was in, and it was like, something's not quite right. What am am I missing? I've already struck struck out twice on two things that are apparently, like, common knowledge that everybody knows except for me. So I was like, well, let me just, like, fake this. And I was looking it up. I was like, I'm not finding – what is he talking about? So I just want to make sure – we're all on the same page. Tony, that Tony, of course. Tony, not Tony. Scott. Yeah. You know, I have it written down here too. I just did. I Pepperoni chose Tony. I chose not to look down at the notes. I chose to just continue to run with the flow here. I, got, I have a lot of things written down in front of me. All right, we're trying to go through four divisions and then do the pickups yeah. and the intros of all this. So, I'm sorry if there's a lot of names that have been filtering through this head. I have a draft tonight. I got two drafts tomorrow. Another draft on Wednesday. And then there's this this day to day thinking of just normal functioning that just gets thrown in my mind as well. So there's. There's a lot going on here, so I apologize for not being flawless in my my name pronunciations, but it, it is not Scott Pollard. It is Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys, not the Utah Jazz of 95. <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> no one else even knows who that is either. This is going to be a joke among nobody. No, nobody's. yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pretty obscure NBA player, so I, I like it. He had he, a little bit of a stint with the Celtics, if I'm not mistaken. He did have a stint with the Celtics. He's a nice guy. He, he's a bit of an intimidating-looking guy. I think he... He's just a scary large fellow, but I think he was a generally a pretty nice, friendly personality. Um, Tony Pollard was a way better player than Scott Pollard. I'm going to say that right now. So that's uh, <laughs> fair. I don't think Scott Pollard spent a, a whole lot of time on fantasy rosters, but uh, Tony Pollard will, and I'm not sure if I'm in on all of it. Everyone is like, oh, let's give him the whole workload and all this, and that Zeke's been holding him back. I think Zeke's been holding everything exactly where it should be. Like if anything, I think they're going to be more predictable this year with the, with all of that. So, uh, I, I, I can't say that. Perfect. Um, uh, Saquon, are we? Yeah. No. Uh, he he was good last year, but I think now he's settled in his, uh, his fantasy spot where it's, it's a little, it's a little high. And that, that injury risk is always kind of looming. So I think last year I, I was able to get him at a discount, and I think that's really what helped me to, to, to win a championship. But this year I think you have to pay the premium. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think you're getting a lot of good value there. I'm kind of scared of Darren Waller, too. Like, it all sounds good on paper, but, like, what if what if it's just – what if he's just bad for – like he was last year playing with the even worse quarterback this year? Yeah, I mean – Right? Like, he, it, he, had flash, he had flashes, but – yeah, just it, it wasn't quite there last year. Look, there, there's a world too where he's immediately spectacular again, and and, and just like a, a huge tight end threat. And there's not a whole lot of those across the league, especially in fantasy. So that's that's something that's that's a possibility. I I just I wouldn't count on him. I would understand the risk of drafting him when I took him. I wouldn't just lock him in as a starter every week, just for health wise as well too. Like when when has he ever been healthy yeah, for a whole fair. season? Like even if he is good. Uh, all right, moving on. Oh, you got some? No, no, all set. AFC North. I rearranged this one more than anything else, and I, I don't even know if I feel great about it. 
there's there's just so much uh, possibilities that I could see happening. I can imagine every single one of these teams winning this division, and I don't think the scenario is even that far stretched. Like I, I think it's totally plausible for everything here. I think Pittsburgh had a great year last year. I think T.J. Watt coming back. They, they got Jalen Warren. I don't think Najee's terrible. Allen Robinson, Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Th- there's a lot to like there. But even with all the names I just said all that, I could list off like 20 Cleveland guys, and, and I think they have the best running back. And, you know, Deshaun Watson is supposed to be a name. He had a value of trade that was just absurd. Amari Cooper's still there. The, their defense is good. They, well, they got Miles Garrett, and they drafted another guy. There's there's a whole lot of things to like about all of that, and that doesn't even include the high price tag of the Baltimore Ravens finally paying out Lamar and, you know, drafting Zay Flowers. They get Odell Beckham Jr. This sounds This all sounds great. But none of these teams have Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase, and I think they're all ridiculous for thinking that they're even slightly close to competing with them. Until I see it, I'm not really buying in anything else. I buy it in Cincinnati. I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is enough to defeat even the the strongest of rosters with names. And until I see otherwise, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna adjust off this. Did Did you have Cincinnati up top? Cincinnati at the top. Agreed. Like you said, it's got the the, the premier talent at the at the skills position i do have concern from more of a, of a fancy standpoint with uh joe burrow's calf pulled the calf calf was not doing well he did not play in any of the preseason games uh where i've been seeing him get drafted i just don't think you're getting the value for for the risk uh those soft tissue injuries they don't really go away and you have to use your calf for all the explosive movements. So I think it will figure itself out, but I think for fantasy, it is somebody that I am staying away from. Who do you got at two? At two, I am going with, with the Ravens. I think that Lamar Jackson, after the being banged up last year, Rashad Bateman being banged up last year, I think that they got the skill position players that they can make some noise. And I think that Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP this year. I have the Ravens at four. Ooh, wow. You thinking that Lamar's not going to be healthy or he's not, not going to have it or, or what? I I think this is a team that has missed the window and is just trying to plug all the holes and it, it isn't doing a good enough job. The water's the water's coming in. It's it's too late. I think between the health gamble, as sexy as all these names sound, the, like when was the last time Odell was good? Zay Flowers, rookie, great. Mark Andrews, predictable, the only guy you got to guard on this team offensively. Bateman coming off something. I'm a huge fan of him last year. thought that was an excellent year, and had he stayed healthy, last year could have sure, certainly been something. But that's that's a lot of question marks versus I feel like I got a lot less question marks over everything else on these other teams. Like Cleveland, I, I could be mocked by – I have Cleveland at two. I just think there's too much, too much talent on this roster, and I think even if Deshaun Watson's terrible, someone else can come in and win, win enough games with this team. They're just they're ready to go. They're locked and loaded. I, I have a lot more confidence in that team than I do with Baltimore. There's a possibility that Lamar got his money and is isn't really going to do the talk this year because he got his money. I, I just think that's a possibility as well. I, I I and I have Pittsburgh at three because I thought they were a better team going down into that the end of last year, and I, I like the moves that they made. I, I think TJ Watt being healthy is huge. I think Pickett is certainly a question mark, but I like their running game. They have Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I think those are two solid guys to have. They have a good line, and I think adding Allen Robinson is a, is a good little addition with Pickens and, and Deontay Johnson. I just I like I like these other teams more. I it's not an easy decision. I think all four of these teams can certainly be competitive. So it's not like I'm going to be shocked if Baltimore ends up winning this division. But 
going into it right now, I, I'm just least impressed by Baltimore. Where did you have? Cleveland? I I have I have way more questions with with the other the other teams than I do with with Baltimore. I I think Deshaun is not going to go back to being awesome. There's just something that I, maybe when before when he was in in Houston that was the 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 exception and rather than the rule. So I I don't see see him going back up and being just crazy awesome again. And Kenny Pickett he usually had a question mark. I mean it's it, it's a big question mark. And I just don't think that he's going to be able to generate enough firepower. Just the, the one silver lining is uh, George Pickens. Just all of his catches are just awesome and amazing. And if you get him on your fantasy team, he's not going to win it for you. But I think it's going to be fun when you can share the crazy catch that he made uh, to all your all your league mates. Uh, well, how did you rank them all then? You have Cincinnati at one. Cincy, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Still got Cleveland over Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean it's it's told that's not I, I don't even really have much of an argument because I think it's I think it's close. I, I, I wouldn't I just I wouldn't be shocked. I, I don't that, I don't think they're gonna be like looking at the first pick in the draft terrible. I think these are all gonna be kind of right around five hundred type type teams. So I think the, the floor of this division is a lot higher than than the other divisions what where you you probably make up for the games and i end up being screwed in all this is that these i think this division is going to be competitive and it's going to come down to which teams can win close games and while i think we trust joe burrow to be clutch for all this i think you could trust lamar to probably be more clutch than whatever deshaun watson watson ends up being and whether kenny pickett ends up being so that's that's the real argument for baltimore there's also a chance that these other teams just have more talent than them and it's just proven. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Uh, fantasy advice for AFC North. I, I think you, you already shared some. Uh, yeah. I'd already, I already sprinkled it in there, but it was that I'm, I'm staying away from, from Joe Burrow. Uh, I think he, he's going to be able to get it together, but I just think with that, that calf injury, just not sure what, what you're getting and just concerned that it lingers uh, throughout the year. And maybe he gets the job done, but he's not putting up these big numbers and you're still going to have to pay Joe Burrow prices to, to draft him. All right. What about Baltimore? You seem to think that they're going to win some games. Anybody on fantasy that's worth the price tag. Lamar's going to be pricey. Even Mark Andrews is going to be pricey. Zay Flowers, Odell, any of the running backs? Like, I, who, are you, who are you taking a stab at? I feel like you're kind of settling for whoever you end up with here. Or you're really reaching early because you're, you're committed. Main, main one is, is Lamar. I think that he's going he's gonna to come back, MVP form, and, and he's going to be awesome. He's going to put up a lot of points. So that's somebody that I, I'd be fine reaching up on. Look, that would be great. I, I would really love to watch it. I, I just, I guess, right now, I just, I'm gonna have to wait and see. I don't know why I'm doubting him so much. He, he's really come through and delivered in all this. I just don't know if the team has delivered enough for him. And, and if we end up being at the end of the year, and it was like, yeah, Lamar had a great year, but not enough weapons, or just not used properly, or wasn't healthy because they couldn't block for him, or he had to run too much because they were down a whole lot. I, all of these scenarios seem likely. Uh, all right, moving on. I'd call this the most controversial one. This is the AFC East. This is the team. This is the division with our team, the New England Patriots. A team that has not been very good in the past years and has been pretty dominant throughout our lifetime is coming back. I think they're going to win the division this year. I have them at one. I think they have the best defense. I think they're the best coach. I think this is going to be similar to the other division where there are going to be a ton of close games. 
And while I, I don't have a ton of confidence in Mack, and I don't even know if he's going to finish the season as a starter for the Patriots, I just think that we are going to be able to win close games better than the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, and the New York Jets. The Jets are acting like Aaron Rodgers is significantly better than Mike White, and he might be, but that might not be enough to help the problems that even Mike White couldn't overcome last year. Rodgers wasn't great for Green Bay. I, I think their defense is solid in New York, but I, like Lazard, I'm supposed to be like, who am I supposed to be scared of on this on this New York offense? Like Rodgers wasn't that great last year, and I don't think Garrett Wilson is enough to just make this immediately a dominant offense. I think that's I, I think this is a way overhyped team. I had the Jets at four. It, where I really came uh, back and forth on all this was like, all right, do I have any trust in Tua over Buffalo, or is this very similar to the Cincinnati Bengals, where it's Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, every other team in this division wishes they had two of those guys. And Miami has Tua Hill and Waddle, but those are three guys that are, I don't even know if they're healthy today. And if we're supposed to trust after their rough history of injuries last year to be more reliable this year, I think there's a small sample side of Miami looking dominant, but I don't know if that's the reality of what this team is. That might've just been them being healthy for a short window and kind of catching some teams off guard. I'm going to, I could talk for, for hours about the, why I think the Patriots are going to do all this, but I'm, I'll let you go ahead and rank your, rank your teams. Did you, have New England at the top as well. Always. I hope you got the Tommy Point button ready because you might as well hit that because I am I am in the same seat with you that probably a lot of people are going to call delusional because we're going against Josh Allen twice. We're going against Aaron Rodgers twice. Probably going against Tua twice. But I think that the, the, the Bills are going to be tough. But I think that our defense is going to be really good this year. I think Mac is going to make a big jump forward. We got bill o'brien coming in so an actual offensive coordinator if i'm not mistaken he worked under saban and that is also where mac jones played so there's like some history there and he was really good when he was at alabama and when he's not you know trying to run the system that a defensive coordinator invented i think it's going to be a lot easier uh would have liked to see the uh, the preseason go a little bit better but i don't that's really not for guys that you know know are starting we got rid of Zappi. We got rid of the, uh, the was it, uh, Cunningham. So, no, there, there's no, hey, you know, we might be bringing in this other guy. Mac is the guy. They they, they put those guys on the practice squad. It, it, was, it was a very surprising move. Uh, I don't think that Tua is going to stay healthy. I think that there's going to be a lot of pressure if he has any sort of, you know, gets dinged up from the from from the media from the fans from just everyone so i don't think that he's gonna get rushed back at any point and i i just i can't see him staying on, on the field for uh, a solid stretch and yeah aaron Rodgers was not that good last year and i think yeah i uh, people have been asking me oh you know what do you think of uh you know what do you think of the jets you know they're on on hard knocks and i couldn't be happier that they're on hard knocks because every time when you watch a team on hard knocks you see like a competent football team. It's like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah, they're looking pretty good. And the, everyone gets put in a positive light, no matter what team it is. And you're like, man, they might have, have something of this. But I've watched Hard Knocks enough to know that that's just, that's just how it works. They're going to make the teams look good. And I think I, I'm glad because it gets this hype train going. And then it's gonna, I think it's going to force them to, to make some mistakes. And I don't know if I, uh, if I tr trust the coach uh, just quite yet. And they brought Hackett back in, and he had – a mess of a year last year. So maybe just being an offensive coordinator again is like going to be more his speed, but hopefully he's not 
<laughs> maybe it hasn't just all shaken off of how terrible uh, it was last year. And then we're just going to be there. We're going to be ready to go. I've heard multiple podcasts talk about, well, this is this is really similar to like you know Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay and then they won the Super Bowl. Do I need to name the roster of how talented that Tampa Bay team was? Like, or you know what? Better yet, you could compare it to like the the last years of Peyton Manning in, in Denver that he won with his noodle arm a, a Super Bowl. I don't think this Jets team is that good as those teams, and I don't think Rodgers is as good as either the the quarterbacks ended up having there either. I, I don't I don't see this working. I think the defense is and excellent. Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady. Well, I, I, I think he's he's a capable quarterback who in the past who won a lot of games. I, I think he could do. Uh, is it, there's a big difference between capable, good quarterback for sure, Hall of Famer, and Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time. There's a there's still a pretty wide gap there. I just think the best case scenario for this team is that they're better than they were last year, but the problem is, is I think every other team in this division is either better or the Buffalo Bills, who have been dominant of the past couple of years. And I, it's it's going to be a, a tough uphill battle, I think, for all these teams. I think the weather also, the, the, the possible cold weather of all this, is only going to benefit the Patriots. I don't think I trust the running game of any of these teams over New England, right? Like who like who's gonna run the ball better than us? Like I think I just think even Stevenson not being the flashiest of guys is still gonna run better than anyone else. And and I think Juju and Gasecki are, are kind of these easier route running guys that we're not gonna be slinging the ball deep. We're just gonna dink and dunk, and I think they can they can do that and that can help Mac and that can help us not turn the ball over and let the defense cook and just take care of the ball. I can't believe we both had this, but I, I knew yours was gonna be a little bit more of a homer. I I I had a harder time settling all this. I just think I had a harder time selling myself on like, all right, so Buffalo's supposed to do this again. They just keep losing guys and not really addressing some of the issues they've had as well as they've been dominant in the regular season. But I end up ending every playoffs being like, oh, man, we're, was Buffalo that good? Like, and then, and then I wake up in the next season and it's like, oh, yeah, of course they are. They they crush the regular season. So that could also happen. But I just feel at some point the, the tides will turn and, there's not there's not a guarantee that those guys will stay healthy either. You never know. You never know. All right, fantasy advice for the AFC East. Are we taking anybody here? Yes, I like uh, I like James Cook. We we're just saying, you know, Buffalo is is going to be uh, successful and I think that you're able to get him uh in in the middle rounds and I think that you you draft him and then you'll be starting him by week 3. Would you take any receiver on Miami? I'd take Tyreek Hill. You'd take him early? Even with the, the suspects? No, not of- early. Not early. I, I just, yeah, I don't think I can uh, afford him, but I think Hill and Waddle are good enough that even if Mike White comes in because two is hurt, I think I think they can still put up points. So if they, if they were to fall to me. And I think I've mentioned this before, that uh, was that my fantasy advice from, maybe that was my fantasy advice before even, or officially doing it, of to draft guys that have a, uh, Touchdown dances, because then you can do the touchdown dances when it happens, and you feel connected to the team. Anybody on New England? Uh, Ramadre. I'm sorry, I, I don't think Zeke's going to put up enough. Maybe maybe in a deeper league, but I, I just don't think he's going to get enough work. Uh, and I have no idea what's going to happen with the, with the receivers. I'm a little worried that if Zeke ends up being the goal line, like just steals everything but he also doesn't get enough yards to be worthy of starting. 
but then it kind of takes away the touchdown numbers from Stevenson and it's just a weird normal Patriots nightmare of like why do you ever take anybody on this fantasy team like they, they, they never it, share yeah. it it's always a, a consequence of hot and cold of unpredictable this guy doesn't get anything and then the next week he has four touchdowns it's and then all of a sudden week two there's a running back that we picked up off the street and he's the one that saved the day and we're talking about him that you know we don't even know what his name is right now yeah all right well let's do the pickums uh again join the league if you, if you uh, are interested in competing along with us you could certainly do it on your own time but if you want to see an official scoreboard of it all just uh make an espn account and join our league on our facebook page little column a little column b podcast it's free and you'll be able to see zach and i on there as well as some of the other fans and you can compete with us every week uh we'll be releasing these podcasts every monday and the games will be starting every thursday there's a thursday every week now right yep all right so this thursday kicking everything off it's the detroit lions at the kansas city chiefs a lot of hype on the lions we mentioned a lot of that earlier I think the Chiefs are just going to be excited to be playing football again. I'm excited to just see Mahomes play football again. There's there's a joy in watching the magic happen, and I think you're going to see a lot of magic happening on opening night here. I I, I think Detroit is going to try to go down swing and trying to keep up points-wise, and that's just going to lead to pick sixes and turnovers, and Kansas City is going to just jump all over this. I think this is a blowout. I think uh big, big win for, for Kansas City. Uh, who you got? Give me the Chiefs. Coming off their Super Bowl victory, I'm sure they'll be doing some sort of fun fanfare. And even though I think the Lions are going to win their division, I don't think that they're going to uh, be able to beat the Chiefs. So, got the Chiefs. All right, Sunday morning, afternoon, wherever you're at, uh, 1 o'clock here. Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Suspect versus more suspect. I'll let you decide who's who. I'm going to go with the home team on this. I don't feel great about it, but somebody needs to win this division, and I think – they have a steadier run game. I don't trust either of the quarterbacks, but I suppose having a quarterback that's at least done it before is a little bit more trustworthy. So I'm going to go with Atlanta at home. Who you got? I'm also going with Atlanta because they are at home. Uh, here's a question for you. This is going to be a full slate of Sunday games. Does this game make the Red Zone channel at all? I, I what is it? Uh, Young Hoku, the, the the kicker for for Atlanta. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure we'll see him a couple times, a couple fifty yarders. Okay, all right, gotcha. But but touchdowns. Uh, you know, Bijan. It would be. I think you. I think you'll you'll see him. I think they're, they're going to want to try to promote him. Rookie, high draft pick, supposedly a high high name that we should uh, know in a couple of weeks, or if not shortly, maybe in week one. So I maybe we see some Bijan. Uh, okay. Next game, Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. I this is this is the tone setter right here. All right, this is this is immediately a, a good test. I, I think Cincinnati being on the road, it could possibly be a weakness. And I, I think Cleveland, this should be circled. This should be written down on the bulletin board. They they should really show up for this one. This is a chance for a demonstration of look at where we're at. All right, because everybody respects the Bengals. The Bengals have had a, a good amount of postseason success as well as well as some regular season. But we have a lot of talent on this team, so let's let's wake up and shock the world and say Cleveland's going to win on week one. I, I'll take Cleveland. I don't feel great about it, but I, I don't know. If, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen now. All right, this is going to be like uh, Deshaun figured it out after week four. It's either he's got it now or he doesn't have it. I think he'll be better. I don't know if he'll be what he once was, but I think he'll be good enough. 
to win some games, including this game this week. Uh, who you got? Uh, give me Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. It's going to be a close one, but this is going to be the, the the test to see, hey, is his calf good to go or is it still lingering? But I, I'm going to go with, they say he's going to start. They say he's back practicing. I got to trust him going with Joe Burrow. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. A debut of uh, what was going to be Anthony Richardson at quarterback for Indianapolis. I think that these rookies that run the ball early are so unpredictable and so hard to prepare for with the lack of film that they kind of sneak away with with getting a getting away with some stuff here. And that I I think they're going to be a sneaky week one right here. I don't think Jacksonville's defense is very good. I don't think their offense is as reliable as as everyone wants it to be. And despite Indianapolis being a complete mess right now with the Jonathan Taylor situation and not really having a whole lot of other offensive weapons. I think Richardson's going to run for like 300 yards and three touchdowns and just do some crazy stuff that he won't ever be able to do again or that'll be predictable and that the team will be ready for the following weeks. But I think early on for these first couples, he's going to sneak away, just tear some people up, similar to Justin Fields last year. So watch out, Jacksonville. I got Indianapolis week one. Who you got? I'm going with uh, Jacksonville, but I kind of hope that you are correct that uh, Richardson goes off. And even if I have to lose this pick as uh, someone that has him in, in one of my fantasy teams. So that would be, that would be very nice. I, I I think you've got a short window of him being valuable in this unpredictable stage right now where it's like, all right, so what does he like to tend, tend to do? And you don't know his tendencies. I think this year fields is either going to do more stuff or he'll be figured out for doing the stuff that he did last year. I don't, I don't think you can just re, re like there, there's this magic that you, you could eventually predict kind of that. I don't know if you know right now what it is. Uh, it would be exciting too, because I think there's going to be a sense of desperation on this team where it's like, I either do this or what get sacked every single time. Like, I think he's going to run for his life and get lucky a couple times. And maybe that'll just be enough to outscore whatever the offense is for, for Lawrence over there. Look, they could be, they could be good. I, I, I just, I'm not entirely sold on Jacksonville. I, I I'm suspect of them. And this could be a first wake up call of being like, all right, maybe we shouldn't trust uh, Lawrence entirely with a, uh, without a line right now. He's just me looking up at the sky at his back all game. Uh, all right, next game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Minnesota Vikings. Is there, is there anything nice we could say about Tampa Bay? I, I, I really, I really don't know. I'll take, I, I think this is a one o'clock game. So Kirk's a little, a uh, little safer, you know, no, no, not, not too many eyes on this. And I don't have anything nice to say about Tampa Bay. So I'm going to go with Minnesota. I, I think they're just a solid, way more trustworthy team. I think Flores on defense is going to have some schemes that are just going to throw Baker for a nightmare. I, I, like what, what's the what's the bright side for them? I have no idea what the bright side for Tampa is, but uh, I'll take Minnesota. Who you got? I am also going with the Vikings. They they're they're they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be Tampa Bay, right? But keep 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 moving. Tennessee at the New Orleans Saints. I I you know no Camara early on here. I'm, I'm gonna go with Tennessee. I think just not having Camara is certainly a flaw and. I, I, I want to see a little bit more of what Derek Carr is going to be, and I, I I just trust Tennessee a little bit more with whatever that ends up being. I think defensively they're a little bit more stable. I I don't know. This could be a toss-up here. I don't feel very confident about either way. I, I'll say that. I, I But I'm going with Tennessee on the road. Who you got? I'm going with the Saints at home. I just think they're, they're at home. It's going to be a close one, but they're, they're, they're going to get the job done. All right, next game, San Francisco 49ers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. San Francisco has a lot of talent. There's a lot of things to like about them. I think the dirty towels, though, are going to win at home. 
I just think that you're going to be a sneaky team that's going to come out of nowhere with a whole bunch of names right now. I, I'm curious to see what the offense is going to be. If the Niners come out and just have a spectacular offensive game, the Steelers aren't able to slow down. They won't be able to score with them, but I think the Steelers' defense will be throwing enough curveballs at the at the San Francisco 49ers to possibly slow them down and catch them off guard week one. Uh, who you got? Give me Brock Purdy and San Francisco 49ers. Wow, we, we are going a lot of different directions. This week one, this could really set the tone. One of us could really be, be in a hole. I was not expecting us to uh, have so many uh, differing opinions. I... I looked at like kind of how I went last week, and it seems like every year there's – I'm trying to do the stuff that happens every year rather than like straight up with like, all right, 80% of the people think that it's going to be the Niners. And that, okay, yeah, that's, that makes sense. There's there's a lot of reasons why you could do that, but it always ends up being way more of a 50-50 pick anyway. So I'm, I'm at week one, we don't know anything. And then the other thing is, is you don't even know by week four if they're even the real team. It's week eight, you can start trusting all these picks. So what what I'm trusting this week, I might not trust it all next week, or I'm just gonna double down and commit throughout the season. I, I don't know yet. We'll 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 see how it goes. But next game, Arizona Cardinals at the Washington Commanders. I, I can't say anything nice about Arizona. I will take the Commanders. This could be a three zero game that just ends th- this might not matter or make red zone, if you ask me. Uh like what's the red zone highlight happening in this game? Maybe maybe Sam Howell's good. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, I, yeah. maybe a little McLaurin, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe some Gibbs. I don't know, something like that. Uh, something, yeah. Uh, who you got in this one? Give me the Commanders. Commanders at home. All right, Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. I will take Baltimore, despite me thinking they're going to finish last in the division. That doesn't mean they're a bad team, and it definitely means they're better than Houston. Nothing else to add. Who you got? <laughs> First one of the year. You ready for it? Ravens lock of the week. Oh man, I did not plan that out. I had to plan so much for this podcast. I forgot we were doing locks of the week. I will possibly. I you know what? I'll yeah. I got a bad one. All right, lock of the week with Baltimore. No brainer. I I like that one. I I wish I'd thought of these locks ahead of time. All right, Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Uh, I'll take the Bears at home. If Jordan Love is is better than Fields, this could change around a little bit I just don't know who Jordan Love is going to throw the ball to and I don't know if the Bears are ever going to throw the ball and they might just be better at that anyway so I'll take the Bears at home also give me the Bears at home this is like a real real toss-up this this can go either way but you gotta pick somebody so I'll go go with the home team you got Justin Fields a little more experience the Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos I'm all in on Denver this year I I don't think the Raiders are a bad team. I just think that they're limited in their ceiling. And I mean, there's a chance that they end up being better as well, but I, I think there's a better chance that Denver ends up being a lot better than they were last year. I don't know if the rust train is going to end anytime soon. This is either going to get really ugly immediately early, or this is going to be an ongoing struggle that just either develops into something that once was, or just crumbles into what it was last year. I think it'll end up being better, though, and I think even if they move on from Russ, that this team still has enough talent on it that they, they, they'll they win some games. But week one right now, I, I think I'm going to ride Russ and just hope that it's better. It, it can't be worse, right? Uh, week two, if it's worse, I'm, I'm going to let you know. Don't worry. I I will not be shy about, you know, bailing on Russ almost immediately. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to ride with him week one with the new coach and just hope that that ends up being better. Uh, who you got? I will also go with the with the Broncos. Give me uh, Sean Payton over Josh McDaniels. All right, Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots. 
I don't like that this is going to be my lock, but I'm going to lock in the, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to crush us week one. Oh, perfect. Excellent. Kiss of death. This is awesome. This is the best. This is the best news of the whole podcast. I hope that people have stayed long enough to listen to this because this is this is how you know the Patriots are going to win now. Oh, I love this. It's going to be a wake up call. It's going to make it feel like we have no idea what we're doing and that we're completely understaffed, under rostered, under everything. We are going to look like the worst team in the league. It's going to kill us. And then we're going to figure it all out because everyone's going to think that we were the team that got crushed week one by Philadelphia, who is really good. And by week eight, we won't be anywhere remotely close to that. By week eight, we'll be talked about just like Philadelphia. So it's going to be a rough start, though. I, I just think that this team. As good as I think they will be, they are not where Philly was, and Philly has a head start on just about every other team in the league. It's going to be a rough week one. I, I'll lock that in, though. I I don't even in Foxborough. I don't think we have the I don't think we have the defense to stop their offense and the offense to keep up with the offense. Two problems. <laughs> All right, next game, Miami. Well, I I gotta make my pick. Oh, go ahead. I'm picking the Patriots. Yeah, all right. Why? I will not be picking. I will not be picking the Eagles. I will stick with uh, with the Patriots, and there will be a uh, Tom Brady ceremony, and that means that he will be in the building. So it means that there is a non-zero chance that he just he might just play. I mean, when has he ever gone to the stadium and not played? It might just be muscle memory for him, and maybe there's some sort of uh, crazy comeback story that happens. I don't know. That would be exciting. Did you pick against the Patriots at all last year? Not once. All right. So this just a uh, enough said. Next game, Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, I suppose all the concerns you have about Miami should shouldn't really be a concern in Week One. I mean, I think I think everyone's going to be healthy, right? If they're healthy, they're really good. The Chargers, in theory, also should be very good. I think you should trust Herbert over Tua, but I trust the results of Miami being healthy and. They looked very dominant when they were healthy, and I, I'm going to take them on the road. I'm not so high on the Chargers. I, I think there's a reality where they could be very good and really bad. I I just I'm going to trust the the streaky Dolphins over the over the predictably bad home crowd Los Angeles Chargers. Who you got? I'm going to go with the Chargers, and hopefully they won't uh, Chargers themselves and ruin this pick for me. Yeah, that's that, you're going to be hoping for that a, a whole lot more this year. Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. I'll take the Seahawks at home. Rams will be better. Seahawks are still better. There, I, I like Geno. I like this team. I think that they they'll just be steady and solid. Versus, I don't know if the Rams are are going to be super predictable with Cup or if Cam Akers is remotely close to being what they hope or what what they want him to be. I just think they got too many question marks in Los Angeles. Uh, I'll take Seattle at home. Who you got? I'm also going with Seattle. Uh, I don't like one bit that Cooper Cup who was my first pick in one of my fantasy leagues and he fell to me and I thought that was awesome a couple of weeks ago and now he is going to see a specialist uh and it really it's not like maybe or maybe he won't play week one it seems more of a will he return and how many weeks is it going to be uh so I'm very much not not enjoying that I mean not only that if he's even remotely if he's out for how like how many games does he need to play this year for them to even be competitive like every single one, yeah. or the, can they get away with him playing, you know, fourteen? Because even then, like it's it's just gonna be hard. And then you're gonna be at a point of like, all right, well, do we rush him back so that we're competitive? And it's like, well, our offense kind of sucks without him. Like, are we are we in tank mode? 
that is my concern. So I, I, I don't know if we're going to figure that out week one, but that'll be an ongoing story there. All right, next game, Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. I'm going to take Dallas on the road. This could easily be a wake-up call for New York. I just think that that Daniel Jones isn't going to stand a chance against Micah Parsons. Home or not, it won't make a difference. Cowboys in a big blowout. I got. I, I don't think it's even close. I think this is going to get ugly early. And Scott Pollard will be rooting for Tony Pollard. All right, that's that's how many fans Dallas is going to have. <laughs> uh, who you got? Like the shout out. I am also going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, but I think it'll be close. It'll be a, a fun Sunday, first Sunday night matchup of uh, of the year. Nope, sorry. The late night games are going to be blowouts both ways. Buffalo is going to destroy Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say Rodgers has zero touchdowns on opening week and that it may take him more than more than two weeks to get a touchdown. Uh, I'll take Buffalo by a lot. Josh Allen is just really excited to face Rodgers in New York. What what a what a wonderful crowd to be in front of. I think he's going to relish in the moment versus Rodgers is going to be cheering, having all these fans and all that, and then realize that I can't do what I once was able to do anymore. And Josh Allen doesn't have that problem. So I'm going to go with Buffalo on the road. Who you got? I am also going with Buffalo. I think the Jets are going to find out that just because you're on hard knocks and people are saying that you're good doesn't make you actually good. So you're actually going to have to try to to beat Josh Allen, who is an actually good quarterback. And with Aaron Rodgers, where last year was not so good and seeing if he still has it or if he's old and has lost it. All right, now I will say that I suppose the games do start Thursday. I generally haven't – I don't think either of us have ever altered ours, but if there were an injury or an update or some sort of news of all that, you you may check our scores the following week and there could be an adjustment, and it may be because of that. So these come out on Monday, games start on Thursday. Uh, yeah, just, just, just doing that. I've <laughs> – I doubt I'll make any of the changes week one, but going forward, it's tinkering. It 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 happens. It happens to all of us. It's it's why it's why we lose in fantasy. Actually, I think you should have to post it to the to the Facebook page. Our picks. No, if you if you change one. Sure, I'll uh, I'll, I'll post it. It'll have its own segment. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, yeah. I'm 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 fine. Yeah, I'm fine with changing the uh, changing the pick, but I think it should be uh, uh, there. should be some sort of a, a alert. You know. Like it's not alert, but like, uh, posting. So that way it's all, all in the up and up. Do you, do you think it should just interrupt your, your max streaming broadcast? Like it should just. I don't think that is that critical, but maybe I'd like the option. Just a bulletin right on the bottom. Just a, a banner just comes right across your, your HBO streaming. It suddenly says like, hey, there's been news by CNN is now telling me something. Uh, is this is this an option that is, is this going to be an option you could turn on or off? <laughs> or is this a. Uh, just a ridiculous marketing idea where they just want to bombard us with apps and whatever news they're trying to push on you at this point. Uh, I'm talking about CNN possibly uh, interrupting your future HBO Max shows. Is that is this actually happening? I don't think that it's happening. I think they advertised a feature that exactly how you said. You're watching Entourage with the boys, and then there's an earthquake in California and it would pop up along the bottom. I, I guess like it used to happen with broadcast television. If you're watching something, it would come up and say, "Hey, there's you know an earthquake going on," or you know when there's 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 bad weather. But it was pretty universally hated. So I think that they're dialing it back. Where this great idea they thought they had or realizing was a terrible idea. So I think the wisdom of the crowd or the the wrath of the crowd maybe is going to make it so this this does not happen. 
it seems crazy. Like we've given everybody the options and this is like, yeah, we don't want you to have this option. We want you to have to see this. Isn't it funny how we have things for features that we want and then they come out with something that is just out of left field and you go, who, who wanted this? Who thought this was a good idea? You know what? We already know the breaking news because when we're watching TV, we're on our phones. So we're already doing with a dual screen. We don't need it posted up on there. As well as when you're watching TV, maybe you are going with like, hey, no, you're putting your phone down. You really want to watch a, a, a movie and just not be worried about all the real things in the world. And now this is just going to like pop up to distract you. And I would be concerned. You, you, you mentioned it. That does it get taken advantage of? And it starts off with, yes, it's only major breaking news. And then it turns into... Well, now we're just going to throw an ad on here, you know, but it's just along the bottom. It's not, you know, it doesn't take up the whole screen. And before you know it, it's just there's a ticker of ads at the bottom. I mean, even. Even just political news is <laughs> I don't I didn't I didn't subscribe to this for your, your news updates. Right. I didn't I'm not watching this show out of like anticipation of like, all right, well, just in case something happens, you know, this 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 streaming service is going to let me know I, I'm. If anything, I'm on the streaming service and I'm paying for the non-commercial so that I never have to deal with anything remotely close to all this. I have gotten away from cable. It is so punishing to watch sports with so many commercials in between. Football especially. I don't know how anyone does it without Red Zone. And I don't know how anyone watches basketball without recording it and fast-forwarding through everything. It's, it's, it's not a good way to enjoy content. And this is a huge step backwards if they choose to go through this. As I can't think of one person that is intrigued by all of this. It, it's, it's an issue that I... I don't know what problem it's solving. You know, who's who has this issue? I Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody did. So uh, I think where I, I don't like sometimes when something gets thrown out into, into social media, it almost seems a little bit like cheating to see, hey, uh, is, is this a good idea? Like, should we be doing it? Where I think in this case, it's going to help everyone out that everyone banded together and said, absolutely not. When we want news, we'll go to a news place. When we want TV, we're going to go to a TV place. Don't mix them together on us. All right. Maybe I fall into a different category, and I, I won't assume you or any of the listeners do as well. But I, I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch the news. Like there isn't a routine of like, all right, I whatever time o'clock, and it's like I sit down and I watch this. Whether it's I wake up, it never happens. It's like it, it finds me. I think if, it, if I need to know it, it'll find me somewhere across my social media news or my whatever streaming. It's it's I don't need to find it over there. I'm not looking for it there. That's 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 this doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, you know, who knows what, what's going on over there? It's not even HBO anymore. It's, it's Max now, which I, like has anyone said that out loud and said like uh, same thing with the Twitter thing. Like nobody's it's, it's X now. Like, did you did you? X tweet that or did you X that? Like nobody said this stuff out loud and thought like maybe this will sound weird. Like did you watch it's, it on it's Max? Still, it, it's yeah, it's still it's still bizarre to see. Just cause like, Max is you know, it, it's it's a name, it's a word, and it just it, it is still weird. We're weird to say it. Don't worry, it's uh, very differentiated by a couple capital letters. It's it's really a it's a good dialect change. You should, you, yeah. should be, you should be screaming it when you say it. <laughs> like like the Grinch? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just happy that we made it through the podcast and that we have football starting and a whole lot a whole lot coming our way. Uh week one of picks. Which it's gonna be a drama of the picks. This is gonna be uphill battle for someone. 
I was worried about not taking enough chances, and now the way it all planned out, I think I took too many chances. I feel good about my division picks, but my weak picks, I don't know. You're never going to feel good about any of them, though. I think that there's a, a, a couple really competitive teams that are maybe a little bit head and shoulders over everyone else, and then there's the rest of the field. And, and that's how it's going to be every week. It's going to be, all right, they're in the field. Anything can happen. Anything. Anything can happen. Uh, anything you want to add for the people out there? Go Pats. Go Pats. All right, we'll be back next week and have our picks and updated. Make sure you subscribe. Little of column A, little of column B. We'll be back. Column A, little column B.